From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. gentlemen thank you so much for joining us here today on the wrestling delorean podcast i have been going through a lot like i said for those who caught the message update either on the last little podcast that i did or got the message update on instagram at wrestling delorean pod it's been a lot going on in my personal life i just had my very first son my very first kid beautiful baby boy and i am so grateful for him and you know, there's been some complications. We have been, me and my fiance have been in and out of the NICU and in the hospital for the last three weeks. He's stayed in the hospital for three weeks. He's still there. We're there every day with him. So that's why time has been a little hard to get when it comes to watching wrestling. It's hard to 
get time to watch the old school classic shit to talk about here on the podcast. And it's hard to get time to do the podcast in general. There's a reason why, you know, I've taken that hiatus. And it's because, you know, family comes first. And as things look more promising, as things look more better in the situation for my son, I decided that I wanted to give more and give back more to the fans who've been waiting for me to drop another episode. So here I am today. I am so grateful for everybody, for everybody who reached out all the messages. Thank you so much for all the supporters. I appreciate everybody. Thank you so much for everybody that continues to message me, DM me, hit me up. However, you know me. Thank you so much for everybody who's there for me. You know, big shouts to all my family and friends. Big shout out to the Dirty Heels podcast. Big shout out to uh, the Call Up podcast. My man, Kenny, appreciate you guys. Big brother, Bove. Shouts to uh, Kofi Wheatson. I appreciate everybody. You know what I mean? Everybody who's been keeping up and reaching out. I appreciate you guys. Make sure you guys go support Dirty Heels. Make sure you guys so go support the Call Up podcast, you know. So, I mean... When it comes to wrestling, that seemed like such an afterthought with everything that's been going on with me lately. So, yeah, I mean, I hope everybody could understand why I haven't been able to do a podcast. You know, there's been a lot of people who thought I quit. (laughs) I made it clear once before that I might take some hiatuses for personal reasons reasons that have to do with family or with anything that's going on in my life. But one thing I'll never do is quit this podcast. If I don't make a dime on this podcast because people think I'm not consistent enough, it really doesn't matter to me. My my main focus in doing this podcast is having fun and I, I find great joy in having fun in this podcast. So that that's that's where I stand on that because there's a lot of people like, oh well you need to be consistent. I promise all my listeners that there's never been a time that I took time off from this podcast just because I did not feel like doing a podcast. I've done this podcast with pneumonia. I've done this podcast with the flu. I've done this podcast with the cast on. I've done this podcast with my teeth kicked down my fucking throat. All right. I've done this podcast with a fucking busted up face from an accident that I had and still did the podcast. Sounding horrible with a crazy ass lisp because I had a fake tooth in. I did this podcast with no fucking tooth because I had that accident. So, for everybody who thinks that I quit the podcast, that that's you guys are ill informed. You know, what I mean, the, the track record shows that there's nothing that's going to stop me from doing this podcast, as in quitting the podcast. The podcast might take breaks because yes, life does happen, and there are things more important than professional wrestling. My son having complications at birth and being four weeks old this Wednesday and still being inside of the hospital, that calls for being important, more important than professional wrestling. While everybody was talking about the crazy ass pay-per-view AEW put on full gear, I spent that Sunday in the hospital by my son's side. While everybody was talking about the beef between Charlotte and Becky and Survivor Series is going to be this, that, and third, and oh my God, this went down in Survivor Series, and I spent that Sunday by my son's side. 
I've given you guys updates. I dropped a couple minute podcast the other day just to update everybody in the situation. So, listen, there might be more times where I don't have the time to do a podcast while my son is in the hospital. There might be times where I take another week or two while my son is in the hospital fighting for his life. There's a reason why I take these breaks. It's not because I don't want to do a podcast. This podcast that I'm recording right now is the only form of normalcy that I've had in literally the last month. So, trust me, I missed you guys as much as you miss me. But that's all I'm going to say on this situation. If you want to be updated on the situation more, feel free to contact me or follow my personal page, Mike underscore De Niro 21. That's M-I-K-E underscore D-I-N-E-R-O 21. But until things get better, until my son is home, until I get a little bit more time on my hands, there's not going to be any classic wrestling reviews. There's not going to be any super long episodes. You know, I know a lot of people love that aspect of my show, but I just hope that you guys could be patient with me. During these times, because I promise you, once everything gets back to normal, I'll be doing everything that you guys know and love for this podcast. I'm going to give my thoughts on what's going on actively currently, but I just don't have the time right now with my son in the hospital to go take time away from him to go sit down and watch old school Raw versus Nitro or... ECW or Saturday night's main event. You know, I, it's unfortunate what's going on right now. But once again, the most important thing to me right now is to have time for my son while he's in this difficult situation. But like I said, you know, as things happen currently, I'll try to catch up as much as possible, which I feel like I took this long to do because I was catching up. Was able to watch... AEW Full Gear. Some of my thoughts on that. Quick run through thoughts because I'm not going to be able to go through everything in depth right now. Maybe there'll be a time where I will be, but right now I can't. Quick thoughts on that. The show is phenomenal. Darby Allen versus MJF stole the show, in my opinion. That opening matchup was one of the best matches of the night. I am extremely, extremely, extremely proud of AEW showcasing their... Homegrown talent when it would be the easy way out just to have more named talent like CM Punk and Brian Danielson dominate your show. But instead, AEW continues to showcase homegrown talent. They continue to showcase the four pillars of Darby Allin, MJF, Jungle Boy, and Sammy Gravara. They continue to showcase women like Britt Baker and Jay Cargill and Chris Statlander. And, you know, they continue to 
showcase their talent. It's not like when all these big signings came to AEW, all the homegrown talent got put on the back burner, which was the fear of a lot of people. I remember when people were saying, oh, where does, what does this mean for the homegrown talent of AEW? CM Punk, Brian Danielson, Adam Cole, Ruby Soho, Miro, Christian Cage, they're just going to take all the spots from the young guys. Well, we had a very stacked show coming out of Full Gear, a show that included CM Punk, a show that included Adam Cole, Christian Cage, Brian Danielson, Miro, a show that included Andrade El Idolo, a show that included Malachi Black, a show that included the debut and signing of Jay Lethal, which, by the way, I'm extremely, extremely happy for. I said it when the whole thing with Ring of Honor went down that the main priorities for AEW should be Jay Lethal and the Briscoe Brothers. But anyway, this show included all the big-name signings that AEW has made in the last couple months. And coming out of this show, we have a brand-new world champion who is a bona fide homegrown star for AEW in Adam Page. People are saying the match of the night was Darby Allen and MJF. So with the show that includes all the former WWE stars, the outcome was the homegrown talent shined brighter than any people on that show. Kenny Omega versus Hangman Page, really good matchup. I just want to say... Kenny Omega, thank you for everything you sacrificed for your title reign here in AEW. It was reported that Kenny Omega is dealing with a lot of injuries and may need multiple surgeries and is going to be taking time off in the coming weeks or months. God knows how long he's going to be taking time off for. But it definitely was appreciated that this guy went a thousand percent in on multiple companies. The guy was having matches for AAA. The guy was having matches for Impact Wrestling. The guy was having matches for AEW. Held the title for all three of those promotions and put all three of those promotions on his back. A back that was breaking. A back that needs surgery, but a back that carried the wrestling world. So give this man his flowers. There's a lot of Kenny Omega hate, and I don't get it. Kenny Omega is, right now, one of the hardest working guys in professional wrestling. Is he the best in the world? That's debatable. I'm sure Will Ospreay and Kazuchika Okada may have an argument. I'm sure Brian Danielson may have an argument. But right now, during the last year and a half, who was putting in more work than Kenny Omega? So give the man his flowers. Congratulations, Kenny Omega. But it's a new era for AEW. It's the era of cowboy shit. Hangman Adam Page is your new champion. And he's on a collision course with Brian Danielson. We see on the newest episodes of AEW Dynamite that Brian Danielson has a bit of a change in heart, change in attitude, more heelish Brian Danielson. He mentioned his WrestleMania main events, talking shit about uh, talking shit about Hangman Page and how he works harder than Hangman Page. You know, 
I mean, Brian Danielson works great as a heel. He works great as a babyface. And no matter what the guy does, he's going to do it to his best abilities. And he's just a natural at anything he does. So I don't really mind this heel turn. I know a lot of people are like, oh, it's too soon. Well, how is it too soon? How is it too soon? The guy is the natural. Would you rather a babyface versus babyface world title match with a little buzz or with little heat behind it? Or would you rather a heel babyface classic scenario where you're going to have one guy be the hero, one guy be the villain, and we'll get a better match outcome out of it? Right now, Brian Danielson's kicking everybody's teeth down their fucking throat. And he knows with ease he could submit anybody with any submission he decides to pull out. It's a natural heel. He's a violent, violent man. He doesn't need to be a babyface. And right now with Kenny Omega leaving to take time off, one thing that AEW's lacking is more heels. MJF can't be the only heel carrying the goddamn company. You're going to need a top star heel. And when Brian Danielson came into this promotion, Brian Danielson was talking about how much he loves the WWE and never wanted to leave the WWE and blah, blah. That, that's fucking heelish. He's in the new company and all he did was praise the WWE. So, I mean, it, it makes sense. Now, everybody's talking right now about this past week's AEW Dynamite. CM Punk and MJF, their verbal encounter that lasted about 20 minutes. Some people are calling it the most epic promo segment in AEW history. Some people are calling this one of the top promo segments in wrestling history. Now... It all depends on how this is going to age, in my opinion. It's hard to say when something just happened that it's the best of all time. For example, let me give you an example. When Brian Danielson and Kenny Omega had their classic in Queens a couple months ago, there were people who were saying it is the greatest television match of all time in any wrestling promotion. Now... It was the match of the year, in my opinion. But you also got to see how it ages. People are so quick to forget about the past, right? John Cena versus Shawn Michaels in 2007, their match on Raw that went almost an hour with limited commercial breaks. That match might have something to say. Kenny Omega versus Brian Danielson may be top five greatest matches on TV, but it's hard to say something is the greatest when it just happened. You got to see how it ages. Now, the CM Punk versus MJF thing, I will agree that is the greatest promo segment in AEW history, but to say it's the greatest of all time, let's see how it ages. Let's see if it has the lasting effects of Stone Cold Steve Austin, Austin 316 says, I just whipped your ass at King of the Ring, 1996. Let's see if it has the lasting effects of Roddy Piper's Piper's Pit 
with Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant setting up for their match at WrestleMania 3. Let's see if it has the lasting effects of The Rock and Cena leading into WrestleMania 28. See, it's not about the current time period. Was this the greatest of recent memory? Without a doubt. And I'm not saying that it is not the greatest promo segment of all time. I enjoyed every second of it. But let's see how it ages. But the things that was said. You're just a less famous Miz. PG Punk. You might as well be coming out here preaching hustle, loyalty, and respect. You know, there were so many quotables. It, it is insane. It is insane. This was by far too much to cover. Too much to cover. Honestly, in my opinion, this was the greatest promo in AEW. And definitely has me on the edge of my seat wanting to know what's going to be next between CM Punk and MJF. But I can tell you this. CM Punk and MJF right now have the wrestling world talking. There's been a lot of times this year that AEW has the wrestling world talking. You gotta capitalize. You gotta come strong. AEW their ratings have been on a slide. I'm not even talking about Rampage. Rampage right now, their ratings have been pretty bad. But AEW Dynamite's ratings are on a slide. Right now, there's once again momentum. How are you going to capitalize this upcoming Wednesday? How are you going to capitalize... After you blew your load, for a lack of a better term, on the stick for both competitors. What else could be said? I mean, the only thing that didn't happen after 20 minutes of verbal exchanges was physicality. So, in my opinion, the only way you could get more longevity out of this is physicality. But right now, I am extremely, extremely interested to see what's going to happen between CM Punk and MJF and with AEW in general. Now, there may be a time where I'm going to be able to go more in-depth on Full Gear, more in-depth on Dynamite. Right now, those were just quick thoughts on that. Let's talk about the WWE. Survivor Series. In my opinion, there was a lot of high points. There were a lot of low points. High points. Charlotte versus Becky Lynch, great matchup. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Really, really fun matchup. The matchup between Roman Reigns and Big E, good matchup. I really enjoyed Rated RK Bro versus The Usos. I really enjoyed the Women's Survivor Series, uh, Classic Survivor Series matchup. Low points. The whole show built towards a man who wasn't even there. The whole show was surrounded by The Rock's 25th anniversary. 
The Rock wasn't there. They promoted his movie like a motherfucker. They showed highlights like a motherfucker. The Rock wasn't there. Low points. They they teased that Brock Lesnar was going to be there. Brock wasn't there. Low points. Men's Survivor Series, classic Survivor Series matchup. Stupidity. Countouts. Kevin Owens walking out. Like, come on, man. It's just just too much. It's pay-per-view. This is pay-per-view. Fuck the DQs. Fuck the countouts. Go out there and put on a show. Low points. AJ Styles is booking in the fucking Raw versus SmackDown Battle Royal, whatever the fuck it was. AJ Styles is somebody who could give his name, put his name in the hat for best in the world. And this is how he's being booked. Give that man his respect. You know, right now, the WWE is in influx. You never know who you could root for because you don't know who could be released at any given time. It's going to take something big for the WWE to get over this hump. Because there's quote-unquote record earnings for the year. But this is the worst the show has ever felt to me. Raw's ass. SmackDown's not far behind. NXT can't really get behind it. I'm going to continue to watch, but I, I, I just want WWE to... Like, if WWE is getting rid of all these wrestlers, there's a lack of star power, and you got stars like AJ Styles jobbing out on fucking Battle Royals. I don't get it. I, I don't get why you bring up the hit row just to release the hit row before they even get a chance. I don't get why you continue to cut guys like John Morrison or anybody with a name. Cut. It's just, it just doesn't make too much sense to me. The thought process of Vince McMahon is something that I I just, I'm baffled by. And I'm a little worried to get into the mindset of that man. So I'm just going to keep it as that. Other things that have been going on that I've been hearing about. New Japan Pro Wrestling versus Pro Wrestling Noah. Night 3 of Wrestle Kingdom. Sounds interesting. Kenta returning to Pro Wrestling Noah. Interesting. MLW War Chamber. I hear was a really good show. XPW Rebirth. I heard was not a good show. But... Willing to give that a chance. So, I'm going to try my best to continue to do updates at least. Or at least do a podcast every couple days, you know. Trying to do the Monday, Wednesday, Friday thing. When my son comes home, hopefully there'll be some more time to do some more classic wrestling reviews and shit. But, right now, that, that that's just my catch-up of 
AEW Full Gear, AEW Dynamite, the promo between MJFC and Punk, Survivor Series, the landscape of Raw, the landscape of SmackDown, NXT, pro wrestling in general. Before I end this, I just want to give a big, big, big shout out to GCW. Congratulations, Game Changer Wrestling. Congratulations to all the athletes of Game Changer Wrestling selling out the Hammerstein Ballroom. That is a huge accomplishment. I've seen many, many shows in the Hammerstein Ballroom from ECW to Ring of Honor, New Japan Pro Wrestling. GCW right now is hot. And they sold out the Hammerstein Ballroom. That is a big, big deal. Let me tell you something. As Ring of Honor seems to be at its end, GCW took that spot right now of the top independent in professional wrestling. Name me an independent promotion right now that's hotter than GCW. And if you're not for... If you're not for the deathmatch wrestling, that's fine. They still got a lot of a hell of athletes in there. I said that wrong. Hell of a lot of athletes in there. Matches that include the likes of Alex Shelley and Bandito and the Briscoe Brothers and Joey Janela and a lot of names. There's a lot of great wrestling right now. Jordan Oliver, Matt Cardona. If you are into a little hardcore, you got Nick fucking Gage. You got uh, Ricky Shane Page. You got Atticus Cougar. You have Alex Cologne. You have a lot. Right now, right now, right now. Boy, is GCW taking over. So, big shout out to GCW. I'm really curious to see how the Hammerstein Ballroom show goes. Now, XPW made its return. XPW was known for a... It used to be a hardcore company. They ran a show. Their first show back, XPW Rebirth, was in Rochester, New York. And because of the State Athletic Commission, they couldn't really go extreme, right? GCW, who prides themselves on having that variety with the Deathmatch Wrestling, this being the biggest showcase for what GCW is, will they be able to have Schlack? Will they be able to have... Nick Gage, Alex Colon, Ricky Shane Page, all these guys on the show. You know, it, it, it's going to be interesting to see if we see Deathmatch come to Hammerstein Ballroom. But nonetheless, congratulations to GCW. Really proud of them. I'm about to sign out on here. Everybody, thank you again. All your thoughts and prayers are deeply appreciated. I am extremely grateful and thankful for everybody. I'll keep you guys updated. Hopefully I see you guys on Wednesday here on the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. For updates, make sure you follow on Instagram at Wrestling DeLorean Pod, on Twitter at W underscore DeLorean Pod, and on TikTok at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. I appreciate you all. I love you all, and I hope to see you guys soon.
From iHeart Podcasts, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case Roe v. Wade, starring Maya Hawke as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 